can't believe I didn't mention this in the episode with a ghost, but you work somewhere haunted. Supposedly haunted, yes. Well, it um, seems like it is. <laughs> I work at the gym at Cal State Long Beach, and when I first got hired, one of my co-workers, one of the building managers, he was like, oh, so we have a ghost. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, sometimes like the lights get all fucky or the doors mysteriously close and open or lock even. And I was like, haha, that's hilarious. But like, he wasn't wrong. Like my first shift by myself there were some weird things going on with the lights and i'm not saying it was a ghost i know our lights were old and needing to get replaced but i was like haha it's fun to think that there's a ghost at cal state long beach and that like he likes to come either really early before the the hours open or really late at night because he's trying to get swole with no one around i and, love that <laughs> but yeah. i mean some weird things have happened like um doors mysteriously unlocking and locking themselves even when you're sure that you went through and locked everything at closing for instance yes and so i mean it doesn't scare me i'm just like oh cool there's the ghost jorge jorge we didn't name him yet we just call him the swole ghost the swole ghost i love it long beach ghost i wonder what you know i wonder what it is obviously people make up the ghost stories but anyway i would love to like do a movie night in the gym there and then have like a big giant sleepover and see if we could like catch a ghost that would be fun yeah that that's on the same vein of like sleeping over or spending the night in an ikea right just like wondering what you'd see and what it'd be like yeah that'd, that'd be, be cool. fun This is We're Psyched. Hi, I'm Elle, and I've never done a podcast. And I'm Jacob, and I've never seen Psych. And now I'm making him watch it. And now I'm making her do a podcast. So let's get started. Welcome back. We are on Season 1, Episode 10, From the Earth to Starbucks, written by Steve Franks, directed by Michael Zinberg, aired on January 26th, 2007 and here's the synopsis Lassiter brings to doubt his own abilities so Sean offers to help him solve the mysterious death of an astronomer in an effort to boost his confidence this doesn't sound like Sean (laughs) no that's what I was thinking when I was watching it I was like something about this episode I don't know if it was like the fact that it was paced differently because I know it's like it's it's an unofficial case, you know? It's just yeah. something that Sean decided to do. It just felt like a whole, like, different style of episode. I agree. I would right. say it felt like a filler, almost. But it wasn't. I mean, there was some character development. But I've, it felt like... Yeah, stuff happened. Way different. Yeah. But, I mean, I liked it because it was like... It, first of all, drunk Lassie at the bar. That was so fun. Oh, yeah. Because it's like he said the thing he would never admit, which is that he's actually impressed by Sean's ability. And I love even how hammered he is. He's like, 
well, you and I both know it's not psychic abilities. Right. But whatever it is, like, you astound me. Yeah. And I love that Sean in that moment was thinking, of course, he's not this drunk. It has to be the punchline. Yep. Or the, the setup to a punchline. But he is this drunk. Yeah. He is fucking wasted because it is his two-year anniversary from splitting with his ex-wife. You feel so bad for him. I know. Yeah. Oh, Lassie. He's really... You really empathize with him. Even though he's not the most likable in some aspects. No, know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. He he goes as far as to be like, take my handcuffs. I don't need them anymore. I used to be a good cop. I know. Like, oh. I was like, oh, dude. Poor guy. But that's not where the episode started. I was the episode about started, to say that. Hey, I need to pull my weight here, too. <laughs> <laughs> the episode started in... A flashback to Sean and Gus when they were kids in a grocery store. And my first thought when I was seeing that was, wow, that really looks like an old grocery store. Right. You know, like, the I don't know if it's the color of everything. I agree. And I think it's just like, what is it? The You would know this better. The lens, the filter. It just looked like older. It did. I mean, part of that was the filter. Yeah, they do make those flashback scenes a little bit more yellow. Yes. But the thing that I was noticing was just like the paint color of the check stands and everything. I don't know. It just felt oh. like it felt like it was very, very new, like newly built, but in an old style, which yeah. would make sense for the, that time period. Because like I work at a grocery store, all of our check stands and everything are like from 20 years ago so they're beat up and old now but if it was a scene from 20 years ago they would be new you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. so i think that 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 was a good bit of world building or i guess it'd just be like realism building but what i did think was like you you see the logo of all the candies yes are those period accurate logos because the logos of candy bars change a lot i wonder you know we could look that up. There was Butterfingers and there was Crunch. We could screen grab it. Yeah. And then be. compare it to a real. Right. You know, the accurate one. Of the late 80s, early 90s. Exactly. Um, But I wanted to point out something about Sean and Gus's relationship. How long has Sean been stealing money from Gus? <laughs> like ever since they were kids? Because in line, he's like, Gus, let me. Let me, uh, what does he say? He's like, let me take, let me trade spots with you. And then Gus is like, no, then you'll take my change. <laughs> yeah, it must have been, I don't know. Is he, would you call him like sneaky? Cause I don't think he, he's trying to be sneaky no. about it at all, though. Right. Yeah, I guess I it's just know. his mis- mischievous. Is it mischievous or mischievous? Either. I've, I've heard really? it both ways. I've heard it both ways. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so anyway, um I didn't really get the point of that um that flashback at the start. What what was the what was the relevance of it? It's funny you brought that up because I wrote that in my notes too. Really? Dang, we're writing like the same things now. <laughs> we're on the same page. Um I have no idea. I honest to God, I have no idea. Well, because compare this to like 
a couple episodes ago or last episode, whatever it was, where it was like the flashback was directly like a character that was introduced, you know? So it's like yeah. they, it was the exposition of this other character and well, two characters actually. And just like, but this was just, I guess it was just for the character, like the character building of Sean and Gus. Do you think? Maybe. I mean, what else could it be? Let's take a moment and play. Um, and by play, I mean, let's just take a moment and give our best guesses as to why this flashback was chosen and paired with this episode. Okay. Let's see. Sean wants to trade and then ends up being the millionth customer and wins a bunch of coupons, money, and a bike. He is unable to stop his impulsiveness. True. He immediately buys that candy. Yeah. I feel like that's relevant. Yeah, so, I think that if we if we want to stretch even further, Henry is like, no, Sean, you can't trade places with Gus. Like he's like putting his foot down, but then it ends up get Sean getting his way anyway, and even more, you know, winning all this stuff. So maybe that has relevance because in the case, Henry shoots down Sean when Sean comes to his door with the foxglove, hmm, and then later. Up- it's a good thing that actually happened because it benefited Sean because he didn't know what it was. And then Henry called back and was like, why the hell did you leave Foxglove on my porch? You know, a neighbor's cat could come chew it and like drop dead. Yeah, you're right. So maybe, maybe if I, this is a push. This is such a push. I mean, a stretch. This is such a stretch. But maybe like Henry not always letting Sean do what he wants to do. It ends up with Sean getting his way anyway. Interesting idea that might that actually like it. You say it's a stretch, but that actually kind of makes sense. Like the because the Henry storyline was pertinent to this episode, so I feel like showing a a dynamic between them in the flashback that was relevant was uh, the goal. Yeah, because very rare in the flashbacks does Sean really get one over his dad. You know. Yes, it's always his dad being the hard ass and being teaching him a lesson. All right. Well, I feel like we solved it. We solved it. Where well, are we going to start our own de- detective agency? I think we should. For movie details or TV show details? <laughs> nice. Let's do it. My next note is quote unquote nutshelling. Hmm. That's something Sean said. Have you ever heard that before? It's obviously in like I've a play. I've heard in a nutshell. It's obviously a play on that idiom. But I've never heard of like, you're, you're nutshelling, you know? I have never heard that. I've There's, heard in a nutshell, blah, blah, yeah, blah. That makes sense. I don't know. It just struck me as odd when I heard him say it. But I now agree, writing that it down, it makes sense. Huh. Good catch. Yeah. Maybe we should start saying it, though. There's some nutshellery going on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So where does the case start? Oh, yes. So after Sean has his little encounter with Carlton in the bar, the next morning, Carlton seems to have forgotten everything about the night before. He doesn't remember even talking to Sean about anything. God, that is next level because he passed out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he figures out he being sean figures out that there's this case that lassie had to close but wants to reopen about the astronomer that dropped dead and he's convinced that 
the astronomer was murdered, but he can't prove it. And so Sean goes up to Gus and goes up to Juliet and says, you know, I want to help him get his confidence back. And I love this because, A, it shows that Sean has a little bit of a soft spot for Lassie. Yeah. And B, that Juliet really cares for her partner. They all do. Yeah, that's what I, I wrote that down. I'm like, wait, Sean actually cares about Lassie. Yeah, right? He, yeah, he's actually looking out for him. And I'm like, well, that's... I did not expect this to to happen. Yeah. Honestly, did not. Like, and I, I'm... It's a welcome storyline. Because I, you know, I kind of... I wouldn't want it to feel like a stagnated show where... No one actually cares about each other or does anything for each other, but still they miraculously end up being the four best friends or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like this this stuff kind of has to happen. I like it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Lassie must have been really effed up because he's, it's very obvious that they're helping him and he just right. doesn't get it. But I think that was, it was so sweet how, I mean, Gus wasn't on it at first. He was like, so let me get this straight. We're going to do a case that we don't get paid for. We don't get any recognition and we don't get any credit. Like, I'm not yeah. going to do this. But well, then. Yeah, he's the realist for sure. Oh, yeah. But then he comes around, which yeah. I think is also really sweet. Mm -hmm. I think he came around. Did he come around after Juliet got on board? Because I feel like that would have been a um, a big moment because, yeah, Sean does some batshit shit. I definitely think having Juliet come on board was, you know, a little bit of a it might have been a reason Gus was okay with it. He's like, oh, well, if Juliet's okay with it, you know. Right. But also I feel like it's because Sean discovered that he likes going to the observatory all the yes. time. Every Thursday. Yeah. So I think he just kind of felt like the case just fell into his lap. True. Um, speaking of Gus in this episode and the observatory, this is the first time and certainly not the last time that we hear his famous pickup line. Here, I'm going to do it to you, Jacob. Are you ready? Yeah. Tell me if I if I went up to you in real life and said this, if you would uh, if you'd call me back. Okay, so ready? Yes. Uh, Jacob, you hear, uh, hear about Pluto? It's pretty messed up, right? I'm in. Good I'm in. It's... I like it. See, <laughs> they, they played it for laughs, but I'm like, that's creative. Back when this, you know... This was the whole time where that was actually happened. Pluto got demoted. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's it speaks so much to to Gus as a like his character. It's yeah. not a good pickup line. No, I think it is. I it, think, I think it is cute. good for where he was. Well, no, see, I don't actually because no fucking shit she's heard about what's happened to Pluto. She works in a fucking planetarium yeah, observatory but I think she would thing. Think it's funny then. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I guess so. I guess I was just like, I feel like that would have been better for somebody who was not directly employed in that field, you know? I can see it from that perspective, yeah. So you said she. So who is this she that Gus is hitting on? Who's the name of the character and then who's the actress? Yeah, so Nicole Lynn is the actress name who plays Jessica. Um, she is or was Dulé Hill's wife at the time from 2004 to 2012 they were married Ooh, which I bet was that helped a little bit with their chemistry the chemistry yeah because then he could really just be the goofiness and then like she was like okay but you're kind of cute you know mm -hmm. like that was 
that was fun. Um, so she's been in a lot of things like TV shows. Um, she was in notably West Wing oh. um, back in early 2000s. And she was in something called The L Word, which I presume is Latarded. Oh my gosh. Anyway, the filming location for the planetarium or space center is the H.R. McMillan Space Center. McMillan. Right. Recognize that name from the last episode? Wait, what? What am I missing? Um, The last episode. What one was that? Season one, episode nine. Forget me not. Forget uh, me not. That's funny. And nice. <laughs> Remember the bad woman before she was DeSoto? She was, there was Mike McMillan. Oh. Something like that. That sounds familiar. I can't remember exactly, but... Anyway, sorry. I digress. Go yeah. on. Well, it's just... Um, I thought it was a cool-looking location. You know what was really funny? The, the exterior shot that they showed a couple times of, like, mm-hmm. the big round building, which is the observatory building. That fucking looked like one of those humidifiers. You know, that's, like, an <laughs> essential oil thing. I was like, you expect to put, like, rosemary extract in that thing and... <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, anyway, there's a couple other notes that I had before that. Um, it was about the, uh, in the scene where we go back to, um, the, the psych office and that's when Gus is like, I'm not on board with this idea. Hmm. The blue logo is back on the outside. Yes. I was wondering if you were going to catch But not on the inside. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I was, um. Wow, guys, I'm like actually tearing up. Aww. No, I that I was wondering if you were gonna catch that because that was something I caught. I don't know, maybe like the third time I watched the show, and I thought hmm. that was so weird, and I have no idea why they did that. Like, is it a goof? Was it deliberate? Well, it's the same thing that happened to Stargate. Um, they use they reuse the same sh- stock shots for the first number of seasons so it's like in in stargate you'll see the same like one or two cars driving into the facility over and over and over again so i assume yeah yeah they reuse the same exterior shots because they were but in stargate it's very obvious in psych it's not as well yes but also i feel like they should have just reshot everything once they repainted because i mean if you're thinking about what they did, they went to the exterior of the shot. They put the logo on there when it was originally the yeah. blue one. And they filmed a bunch of different, like, people walking by, bicyclists, pedestrians, you know, angles, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you reuse those, I'm sure, you know, it would get, like, that's a very obvious, I don't know. Good, especially good after they made, a like, a set change. Yeah, it you know? was a little odd to me. Um now that you mentioned, like, you know, the stock footage and everything, it makes more sense. But still, I thought that was a pretty big goof. Yeah. Like, a pretty, pretty big one. Yeah. So, good catch. Good yeah. job. I was really excited to see Richard Kind guest starring in this episode. Richard Kind is one of those iconic guys. You you probably know his voice because he's done a, a ton of voice work. Is he the guy? He's Hugo, right? Hugo. Yeah. Hugo. Sounds like Mike Wazowski. He does. That was... Billy Crystal, so not the same guy, but he sounds similar. Um, You might know Richard Kind from Big Mouth 
or Cars or Bugs Life. He was in the original Stargate movie and also a couple episodes of Atlantis, I think, but you haven't seen that yet. Um, and he was in Inside Out and Toy Story 3, just to name a few. He's in a lot of stuff. Oh my God. Wait, he was in Big Mouth? I knew you'd be excited by that. I know. I love Big Mouth. Who does Who does he play? I'm trying to think of his voice. Like a Mike Wazowski type sounding guy. Wait, oh my gosh. I think he plays... Yeah, he plays Andrew's dad, Marty Glauberman. I think. What I've heard his voice in the episodes that I've seen, because it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't remember exactly. No, I don't don't think you've seen these. He's Mm. not in like every character. He's not in every episode of Big Mouth. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty sure he's Marty. If someone wants to correct me, they can. Right. Um, so let's talk about the case a little bit. Yeah. So there's this dead astronomer, mm-hmm. and Lassie is able to reopen the case because of Juliet, Sean, and Gus. And they're trying to find out, like, what happened to him. And they, they, his wife, or his widow, finds out, or tells them... Wow, I'm a mess tonight. <laughs> tells them that she thought he was maybe having an affair and her hunch was right because he was having an affair with none other than jessica so right and so that that immediately gives you a pretty strong motive so you're like oh okay and then i love that because when i was watching the, the episode i was like wait a second they wouldn't have had the right answer be revealed so early so what's really going on and it's just like that sense of intrigue was really strong i like that a lot but i also liked it because you know it put a rift between jessica and gus's date yes you know oh good we don't suspect you of murder anymore and she's like what the level of cringe humor in this episode was stepped up a fair bit (laughs) and i was like because that scene with sean masquerading as the homeless man was like oh my god you're totally just ruining it for 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 gus i feel so bad for gus i don't even care that they figured out something you know in that moment i'm just like oh my god i just want their date to go well you know and then earlier when sean was um he got the job at the at the space center just to be able to catch gus going there and then he that was so funny bullshits his way into the planetarium show oh Oh my god God, i was cringing so hard oh i mean we we gotta talk about it hundred stars we're gonna galaxy we're gonna post this some say more yeah oh it's so cringy over 400 stars in our galaxy maybe more no one knows for no sure. Knows for I love <laughs> I This love one is that. a guy named Jeff. Uh, you have to name them. This one is Monkey with Rash. Oh, God, it's so cringy. Have you ever been to a planetarium I show? I have, yeah. Yeah, me too. They're fun. They are fun. And you know what's really cool? So you you know, you were at the Pacific Science Center, right? In Was- yeah, yeah, in, in Washington Seattle? State. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. I saw there, they had that the planetarium dome but it was also like they would show movies in it so we would i remember i watched a couple documentaries with my dad one of them was the hubble space telescope oh i think i saw that one too yeah so it was like a 40 minute or something movie on the hubble and that was before the james webb space telescope or any you know other so like hubble was like the thing and it was awesome i remember being like 
in awe of like the pictures and stuff because it was all over this like dome ceiling and then we watched another documentary there was like a us an ocean one which i think you would have liked yes i I think i saw that one too. oh you did my dad took me to a lot of those we did you see the tornado chasers one not that That was sick because it was i just i have this very vivid memory of watching on the planetarium ceiling these guys like driving a rv or a van into a tornado oh so cool oh my god yeah that's cool well this show that um sean is supposed to put on is four minutes and it ends up being 45 and the poor people are just, just stumbling and i want to point out one of the guys um one of the audience members he stumbles and falls onto one of those trash cans right and i want to point out that that trash can is shaped like a rocket huh. and i know that's funny normally people wouldn't care but i just love when trash cans specifically are shaped or designed to fit in with the theme of the the venue oh yeah yeah it's just fun to me i don't so, know do you do you mean like specifically shaped or like where disneyland colors them so well, that they disney fit in with both. the painting yeah i suppose yeah. they do you're right i like i like both but i would say the shape is more fun than the color for me what see i'm trying I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of like where what where do you find fun shaped trash cans theme parks right museums yeah, I suppose so. Other than that, you're not going to go to like a library yeah. and the trash can's <laughs> going to be shaped like a book. You know, I don't... It should be. Right? <laughs> I, I just... I love that. Let's talk about that. I really want... <laughs> this, is, this is so stupid. But if I'm ever rich, <laughs> I want like a home gym, right? And I want the trash can in the gym to look like a giant like um, protein... What's it called? Not jug. What's it like, called? Just a protein. Oh, like a like a a bottle of protein powder? Or yeah, a jug basically. Of pro- container protein yeah, powder. I think that'd That's be really funny. cute. And then also if I was rich, I'm never gonna be rich. But if I had like a, a you know, a soundproof room for like my practicing, I would want like a trash can to be shaped like um I don't know, something music related. What could a music-related trash can be shaped as? Like an accordion? I thought that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, or it could be like a tuba. So then you throw the trash into like the... Yes. Or a timpani, because that way it'd be like a funnel shape. Yeah. Yeah. Although you're not a percussionist, so that wouldn't be as I don't care. It's still music-related. I don't play the tuba. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. We definitely need a Stargate-shaped trash can. Oh my gosh. So you can throw your trash to another planet. You were just talking about that earlier today. You asked me, why don't we just ship our trash to outer space? No, I said into a black hole. Well, and the answer is because there's no black holes nearby. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like the answer is because it still takes like a couple billion joules of energy to get something up to space. It doesn't matter what like method you use you you could use a truck full of double a batteries but it still takes that much energy to get something up into space so it's like you're not you're creating a problem by using that much energy to get trash yeah, away so it's be, like you're, you're switching it. the problem from one thing to another yeah that's why i think i was more asking because like you know it's fun to think about those kind of things well it is obviously like, you pose real issues yeah well, and that just makes you wonder, like, why 
no, there, there, it sucks because if you ever have an idea, you're like, oh, why don't we do this? And then it's like, oh, wait, but there's probably a good reason we don't. That's like such the Sean and Gus thinking. Like Sean would be like, ooh, this, this. Absolutely. And Gus being the realist is like, well, actually, this, this. But um. And then that's why G- Gus can never leave Sean alone for very long. Because then he'll find Sh- Sean doing some random thing. And he's like, yep. well, that was my money that you just spent. <laughs> exactly. Stealing my money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so back to the case. So they can rule Jessica out as being a suspect. But then they're like, well, what's going on? We got to go back to the observatory and like. There's the talk- janitor guy acting sus. Oh, yeah. The janitor and dude so really sus. And we I know was, he steals. Right. And Sean knows he steals. And he helps him get into the observatory lab, you know. With a knife, so we know he steals and he right. breaks into places. I I I noticed um, that scene, the the windows to the observatory room are red. Yes. I just think that's a nice touch because, well, they filmed it in a real observatory, so I wonder if that was the real room, like because it would make sense, you know, and they yeah, really would be maybe. red to limit the light that gets in. That's cool. I just I thought like. It would have been so easy to overlook that if they didn't film on location, right? Thanks for pointing that out. Because, yeah. like, I noticed it was red, but I was like, why would it be red? Yeah, it's like if, if you're in, a like, a film development room, the lights That's are right. red. Because it let, lets the Like least... in Saw. Right. When that photographer dude. Yep, that's yeah. why. It's not just to look cool. It's functional. Stylish and functional. I love Saw. They're so good. Anyway... So From, they they he says, um they're up here the janitor dude I can't remember his name he says they're in here I from I think it was Vernon or something like that Vernon that makes sense or that sounds familiar he says from dark till dusk does he mean dawn till dusk right but it would also be dusk till dawn because if you're in a planetarium or if you're in an observatory you're looking at the planets at night which would be dusk till dawn that's true so well he doesn't look like the most what do we put how do we put this nicely smart (laughs) (laughs) you're like how do i say this tastefully and i'm like distastefully (laughs) he he's a i feel like he's a harmless person he is and he he was helpful to sean when he was oh no wait like literally a big help because we'll see why later right but, um, well, I was going for when Sean was um, stumbling his way through the presentation in the planetarium. He was like, he yeah, was and then Sean was him, like, go away. And I'm like, he was no, literally helping let you, him dude. do the presentation. Yeah. Like, he was you don't just need like, to be there anymore. Shooting star. And he's like, that's a comet. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they're going and looking through Hugo um, and Bryant. That was the guy that died. They're looking through their things and they notice like a page got ripped out. And they're like, so what happened? On June 21st between, I forgot the times, it was like 8 something p.m. to 10 something p.m. They're like, what happened? And what they find out is they discovered a planet. Mm -hmm. Like they actually discovered a planet. But because the page is ripped out, they assume that Bryant discovered it and Hugo wanted all the credit. And so there's their um, motive for murder. Which I right. thought was very interesting. We've seen episodes of Psych like this before where we figure out the killer, we figure out the motive, and then we don't figure out how he did it. 
Like yeah. we figure out these things first and I, I kind of like it. Right. It's cool. Um, yeah. And it's not just like, it makes the episode feel a lot bigger where the ants, all of the answers aren't there at the same location. Like they have to then go to his house and then they find a plant, which is weird, but it doesn't tell them anything, you know, until they take it to Henry. Exactly. And then that doesn't go go anywhere until later like when he calls them back and accidentally himself into the solution you know yeah i'd love like, that i love that he calls and he's like what the hell did you do leaving this here you know and then gus chimes in he's like wait that was foxglove i know what that is it's a medicine mm-hmm. like and if you administer it slowly, who the hell names something foxglove i have no idea but you have a <laughs> fuck ton of it right um but if you he gus is like if you administer it slowly someone with a healthy heart like it actually acts as a poison and it will kill him and they're like, how the hell is he administer? How the hell would Hugo administrate administer this to Bryant slowly? And then they remember that Vernon was like, Hugo brings us coffee in the morning. He uh, all four of us now, three of us or something you, like that. You know what I really, really liked about this reveal there is because when that when he, Vernon said that at first, when he was like, oh, he brings us coffee, but he brings everybody coffee, and then I was like oh my god you just feel bad for him you notice like he's like he so badly wants to be included and you think that's the end of it but then they bring it back and it's important and i'm like that's brilliant yeah it's like this little throwaway line you think that's like oh poor guy i should know better than to think anything in the show is a throwaway line (laughs) exactly right but um i actually want to point out something i thought was a little weird the episode's called from the earth to starbucks and yes there's this theme of coffee but the coffee Hugo gets for them is not from Starbucks. <laughs> no, actually, none of the coffee featured in this episode, and there's a lot of coffee cups in this episode, none of it is from Starbucks. So, like, I don't know. If they right. got rights to use Starbucks in the title, Yeah. wouldn't they have rights to use a Starbucks cup in the episode? You know, I see, I, I don't know what rights they would have had. Like, but I do know that the rights for visual product placement are different than written or huh. verbal. Maybe it's like, you know how like Apple made that deal that's like if their product is featured in a movie or a show, that's fine, but it could never be associated with the bad person. Yeah, and that's ruined all movies for me now because if someone is using an android phone you're like well they're the bad guy (laughs) yeah so maybe like starbucks is like well hugo was the bad guy and he's the one giving everyone coffee so we don't want yeah we don't want our name associated with it could be i mean then and then they could just easily use the name as a pun because that's less intrusive in the product placement rights or something or it costs less i don't know yeah but we were talking about this last episode when we closed forget me not is this is the first episode, um, the one we just did, season one, episode 10, where the title kind of gives away the case. If you really think about if it. If you really think about it. Because none of the titles have so far. But this one, from the Earth to Starbucks, like... To the Starbucks. From the Earth to Starbucks. There's no the Starbucks. Uh, is that true? From the Earth to Starbucks. Huh. Okay. Isn't it? Oh my god, wait. I'm going to be so embarrassed if I'm wrong. It's from the Earth. No, yeah, it's from the Earth to Starbucks. Oh, okay. Well, oh, the I phrase, was, though, is from the Earth to the Stars. My heart stopped beating. 
What? Well, the phrase is not from the earth to stars. It's from the earth to the stars. Oh, okay. Well, but, I don't know what the original phrase is from, but I'm glad I didn't fuck up the title of the Yeah, episode. true. I, yeah, I had it wrong. I have it written down wrong. But, um, so Lassie shows up to the scene and they're like, I know he, he's like, I know Hugo's been poisoned. I just don't know how, how. And Gus, Juliet, and Sean all work together to, you know, slowly. It's like funny how Hugo slowly poisoned his partner. They slowly uh-huh. administer all these facts to Lassie. Until, and they're just gaslighting him the whole time. Like, oh, you yeah. said this the other day. Didn't you say yeah, you like, I yeah. heard you. And then Gus almost ruins it, though. He's like, I solved it. I solved it. Oh, wait, no. Uh, I mean, you solved it. That was really funny. I thought that it's, was good acting, good comic good acting, timing. But you feel bad for him also because you're like, he wants his moment of glory because he doesn't get it because Sean's no. always taking it. But it's nice that he steps out of the way for Lassie to get his mojo back. Yeah. Um. So they arrest Hugo and all's well and they're back at the station and Lassie approaches Sean he's like you saw me in the bar the other night didn't you and Sean doesn't deny it he's like yep yeah I did and Lassie actually has a decent conversation with him you know yeah and um he gets called to go to a press conference and he seems to have his confidence back, so the plan worked. It did. Yeah. And you're happy about that. You know, it's like, as much as he's played to be the the idiot who's wrong, you know, like, he or like, Sean has it right and Lassie has it wrong. You, you don't want him to be that, like, the whole time. You don't yeah. want that to be the entirety of his character. I like that you're not yeah. always rooting for Sean. You know, well, he, an he is sometimes. the main character, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you'll root for Gus or you'll root for Juliet or, or like you might root for Henry. You know, yeah. it's, I love that it's not, oh, main character, main character can't do anything wrong. I rooted for Vernon. Plot armor, you know? Yeah. I mean, every, every show is guilty of that, but. Yeah, true. Um, So I wanted to point out one last thing about the case is so at the beginning of the episode when Sean is trying to convince Gus to do this with him, he's like, Gus, I predict that you and I will solve the case by Friday on, actually he says on Friday at 10.01 p.m. But he didn't. He actually solved it earlier than he thought because when he picks up the phone to call his dad, he invites him, Henry, to meet him at the bar on Friday night. But they solved the case before he met his dad at the bar. So that oh. means they didn't solve it at, on Friday at 10.01 p.m. He was just throwing that out there. Well, maybe he's just trying to actually be psychic. <sighs> he's like, I predict that this that this that the case will be solved at that time. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm just trying to say something. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I totally breezed through that. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like, he was so, you know, with confidence... We will solve it on Friday at 10.01 p.m., you know. But then he goes out and he meets Henry. And I love this little moment. It's not a long scene. But he's like, where's Sylvia? You know, that girl you met online. And we find out that Henry didn't go out with her that night because Mm -hmm. he didn't want to hurt his son's feelings. Because he knows it's probably awkward for Sean to think about his dad dating again. Yeah. And also to prioritize that over spending time you know with with sean exactly and it just i don't know i loved it because 
there wasn't or it wasn't necessary to have that talk together and I thought it was smart for the writers not to include that big talk they just had a couple of like exchanged words yeah and then they just sat there and then it's like you buying you kidding <laughs> like I, I like that they have yeah. that kind of banter well because their actual conversation isn't important showing the budding change of their relationship is important you know oh yeah that's oh, great yeah. i love it i love it it's... i have a question yeah where the fuck was the pineapple oh yes okay i'm glad you asked so actually it was at that scene with henry and before we even see henry sitting down at the bar there's this waitress that walks by in a purple shirt and her purple shirt has pineapples on it Oh boy, so blink and you miss it. Yeah, but she's in it twice, so we do oh. get we do get to see her walk by twice. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of purple is a hard color against the pineapple pattern. Right. But it is there. Huh. You know what's not in this episode though? A lot of the other things that supposedly were supposed to be in every episode. Right. Well, there's not a one-on-one Gus and Sean fist bump. In fact, Gus actually rejects Sean's fist bump twice in this episode. Twice. It's not until the very end where Sean, Gus, and Juliet all fist bump together. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cute. Which was fun. Yeah. I was... When when Gus left Sean hanging the second time... I was ex- I was half expecting Sean to fist bump himself. He fist right? bumped the air, which I thought was almost as good. But you know what you got to do if someone leaves you hanging, you got to you got to fist bump both of your hands together or high five both of your hands together. You I know? feel like I think that's the funniest thing to do. I feel like to Sean not getting the fist bump back from Gus is like worse than if Gus gave him the middle finger. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? A, because that's that's their thing. Yeah, it's a rejection of the personal friendship thing that they have. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel, he's just... I love... I loved his face. He just looks so... So hurt. <laughs> both Betrayed. times. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, I think those are the only two things. Pineapple, fist bump. Oh, and we can't forget our crime count. It's time for crime count. So I don't know, we, had, we still haven't made an intro. Well, we will. We will. We have three crimes in this episode. So the first one is Sean impersonating Carlton Lasseter. Oh, oh, sorry, I should say C-Carlton. Though Carlton. he does say the second K is silent. The G is silent. <laughs> the second crime is when Sean commits petty theft when he steals the ID card from a fellow employee at the observatory. And the third crime is when he and Gus and Vernon all broke into the observatory lab. That makes sense. So I'm pretty sure some of those would be misdemeanors, but the fact that they're chaining them together would make them actual crimes. Yeah. It's like up to three things and then then it becomes felony worthy, right? It's misdemeanor charges like build up to be felony. I think so. It's why if you're shoplifting, they won't stop you unless it's a thousand dollars or more or something like that. Because or if then you're ta- they can actually you're get at you in Target, jail. they let you steal. Yeah, that's stuff. that's what I was referring to. Yeah, they up to a certain amount. So they like can build a case on they you. They keep files. Um, you know, ask- I accidentally stole something from Walmart. I went back and paid for it. Oh my god, you did? Yeah, I, I was, was about to tell you how Emma and I uh, stole the Nutella from Target. That well, one let's time. tell our own crime count stories. 
but oh god so, all of ours <laughs> no no we'll save some for the future episodes to the okay public? <laughs> but okay well this is fine i'm pretty sure there's a statute of limitations on some of this all right let's hear anyway, yours first so i was at walmart with my dad and you never got into this but I was really into the Percy Jackson series of books. And so this was right when like the spin-off series came out, like the last Olympian, I think was the book. So it came out and they had like a huge like bookshelf display of them at Walmart when we were there. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to get this book. And my dad was like, you know, of course he wants to support his kid reading. So he's like, okay, we'll get it. And so I carry it around with me and I'm like, I can't wait to start reading. And I get super, super excited. And then I kind of forget about it. Forget that I have it in my hand because we were like going through to get all the things that we were there for, which was like, cause we went out to the greenhouse section. So it was like, we were getting potting soil or something. Cause I think that was right around the time that we were renovating our backyard. So like we were going to the garden section. Okay. And then, so there at that Walmart, there's a checkout area at that, at the garden section. So my dad has the, the soil and whatever other tools and stuff that he was getting. And then I just, we just kind of walk out that entrance and I have the book with me. Oh, and you forgot. Yeah. I forgot to pay for it. And so you went then back? We realized when we were in the car and then I was like, wait, you didn't pay for that. And then he was like, oh, yeah. And then so we went back and well, made so it then that's for not it. a crime. No, it's not. But but actually, well, we didn't have an intent to pay. Well, we did have an intent to pay for it. But yeah. we walked out without it. So if we didn't remember in the car, then I see. I don't know. I yeah, don't. I should call my dad. It's hard to prove intent. Yeah. I was just thinking I should call my dad and ask him how like if we had gotten over halfway to the to home from the store. Would he have been like, do we need to turn around and go pay oh, for it? Oh, probably not. I think he would yeah. have been like, it's fine I, this one time. Like, but since we were still in the parking lot, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's my story of accidentally stealing. You and our other roommate? Yes. So my freshman roommate and then also our current roommate, Emma, I love that girl. She and I would make target runs occasionally and we were craving Nutella really, really bad. And then we also had some other things on our list we needed to get. So we went to Target and we got some like clothes, we got some supplies, snacks, and Nutella. And so we're at the self-checkout and we're ringing everything up, you know, like we always do. We pay, we leave. And I was like, all right, well, Emma, I think Emma paid for everything. So I was looking at the receipt to try to figure out what I needed to Venmo her for. for. And I was like, wait, we didn't pay for the Nutella. Like it's not on the receipt. (laughs) (laughs) And I... Emma was like, well, it's in our bag. It's this massive jar of Nutella, like not even like the tiny jar. Like it's a big jar of Nutella. And we're like, why didn't it go beep, 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 beep? Like, you know, when we walk through the security, like why didn't it do that? And we were like, well, do we bring it back? And we kind of just like looked at each other and we're like, nah. Nah. If we get get (laughs) caught, we can just pretend like, oh, we didn't know because it didn't go off. We thought we rung everything up, you know? So, uh, yeah. That's great. And of all things, Nutella. That's really funny. It was really nice. We had like this giant thing in Nutella. Lasted us how, until we got kicked out. How giant is giant? Because it's not Costco giant. No, is it's it? not but Costco it's, giant. But you know, like if you go, there's like different like sizes. A jar of mayo sized? Yeah, or? it was like okay. pretty big. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. So that's like at least three sandwiches. Oh, more than that. I know, but three good sandwiches. I think I... What did I even use the Nutella for? Oh, I like dipping like peanut butter with oh, pretzel oreos sticks in nutella and oreos in nutella oreos in we had nutella. a lot of oreos in our dorm room it was like our comfort <gasps> food 
we would like cry all the time in Eeyore. Oh my god. <laughs> How fucked up is that? We would just cry a lot and then like eat as a therapy mechanism. <laughs> and then I'd work it out. How fucking dystopian day. American is that? We can't afford mental health care, so like We're Oreos. Eat Oreos. Yeah. But, That's um, some late stage capitalism right there. <laughs> nice. So that's our crime count. Um, three. Three. Three for this episode. They're not, getting better. Not bad. Not good. Um, the next episode we're going to cover is season one, episode 11. Get ready for this title. It's a long title. It's a long one. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Oops. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love that title so much. Okay. So... <laughs> This is just another one of those where it's like, okay, to who is that title for? Like, that's not displayed on the episode when it's airing. Like, they're yep. not, only the names of the actors. Are. Yeah, they don't do the title thing. So it's only for the people who were who bought the DVDs or the streaming services. Isn't that's that funny? A great title. Yeah, I think it's whoever writes the titles for Psych should get a raise. I think they're just hilarious. Well, the show's gone now, so I know, I know. If they did get a raise. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. And I'm not to spoil anything since you haven't seen this episode yet, but it has not one, but two really, really, I wouldn't say, I guess popular is the right word, popular, beloved Stargate characters. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm really excited. I'm excited. You know, I love my crossovers. I know you do. I mean, they yeah. were around the same time, so it makes sense. Right. Because they're both Canada, filmed in Canada, too. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited for the next episode. All right. Is there anything else you want to cover before we say goodbye? Nope, that's the end of my notes. Oh, no, I have one more thing. It's time to say goodbye. Oh, God, Wait, no, no okay, go. You had one more note? No, that's the right words. Okay. Um. So, sh- <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to talk about this. We could put it on polls on Instagram. Okay. Oh, I have a, I have one too, actually. Uh, maybe it's the same thing. We're on a roll today of... I know. Well, I'll say okay. it. Yeah. And you interrupt me if it's the same thing. So Sean is talking to Gus about motion simulators. And he's like, wouldn't you ride one of those things butt naked? <laughs> and <laughs> I, I had to pause it. I actually paused the episode. I don't, I don't think you knew why I was pausing. No, I didn't. I was actually leaving the room... Oh, at the time, yeah. So I didn't see what you were looking at. But um, I paused it because I had to sit there and go, okay, obviously if it's a public motion simulator, I'm not stripping down to my bare bottom because think of how like Unless dirty. Unless you clean it first, yeah. I, I still wouldn't trust <laughs> it. If I had like a personal one, hell yeah, I'm going to do that thing butt naked. That'd be like really fun. Yeah. Well, and if there's like wind things in there, you know, like you'd be like feeling it all over your skin, like, you know, yeah. I can see it. I can see. So I kind of, I kind of think Sean is on to something. Yeah. That's but... not what I had written down. But <laughs> okay. I love what, did, it. what did you write down? Okay. Well, I can't top that. Like there's nothing that I can possibly say that would top butt naked motion simulators, which by the way. That's what Facebook is trying to do with Meta. Let's be honest. Like the whole virtual internet thing. You're supposed to be able to do look at the internet while you're naked. Because it's in VR and no one's going to be able to see. So what is the thing you got? Anyway. Okay. I was just trying to piggyback off of your much better um, piece of 
content. Um, anyway, um, mine was, um, Sean says in, um, response to Gus talking about his pharmaceutical job that he was playing hooky on mm-hmm. to go do psych. Um, he was saying, um, I have this thing to do where we're talking about tablets versus soft gels. And then Sean was like, tablets all the way. Oh, Fuck you. I remember no. you. I remember you pausing it yeah. or, or something. No, I just wrote down who actually I actually want to create a poll about this. Who actually prefers tablet pills over soft gel pills? The tablets, just, the hard ones. Yes. To me. I do. What? To me, they just get stuck in my throat so much. It's it's like the one I ha- it causes the- me to gag. No, but remember that one time I got really I got that one pill stuck in my it would throat and it was really bad. Well, like that I had was because it was a tablet, not a soft gel. No, it was a soft gel. It was what? One, yeah, it was one of those ones my mom suggested me taking, and I, I I'm not gonna blame the soft gel. I think oh, I just swallowed it wrong. That's not a soft gel. You mean you're talking about those wellness pills? Yeah, it was the ones that tasted really bad. Oh, it was? Yeah. It was those, one, never mind. It wasn't then. Those aren't soft gels. Those yeah, are yeah, tablets. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I was getting that confused with my mom used to have me take these soft gel Dayquils. Oh, okay. And those ones were incredibly hard for me to swallow. Really? Interesting. Because yeah. like, I feel like, okay, so recently I had a cold and then I had an ear infection and then they gave me Sudafed and the Sudafed are these two tiny um, tablet pills and those go down so easy. I think it's because they're really small. Yeah. Interesting. See, to me, I just, I can't do it. Like I have some supplements that I take and the ones that are the, the vitamin, like I, we have zinc pills and they're these oblong tablets and they just, every time, unless I, I can't do them with just plain old water. I have to have something that's not water, like orange juice or something that's more like, I don't know, filling, like I don't know. It just you helps. You can't me. do it with water. That's so interesting. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm just very sensitive to that, but it's like I've gotten it stuck in my throat before, and it's made me actually throw up. You throw up. <coughs> about- oh Jesus! Yeah. Thinking about it, it's making him cough. No, uh, something caught in my throat. It wasn't a pill this time. That's really interesting. I feel like this is a subjective matter. Oh, for sure. I, I'm still interested in the poll, people, though. I think we should do a poll on that. Yeah. It also depends, like, so we're, we're going to do the poll assuming that they're the same size, right? Same size. They have to be, right? Well, tablets are definitely generally smaller because the, the soft gel material Except is for like... that health one I took. Right. That guy was huge. Yeah, and I have these glucosamine <laughs> pills, which are absolutely That's horse pills. That's what she said. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, but, don't say that. I just said horse pills because, like... Oh, no, I was the, saying it for the other thing. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of We're Psyched. This episode was from the earth to Starbucks. I dropped the the that time. Good job. And then um, you can catch more episodes of We're Psyched anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud. You can follow our podcast on Instagram at psyched.pod for behind the scenes content, polls as we have mentioned, um, upload information and much more contact us personally at worst podcast at gmail.com uh, send in your thoughts or any input you have for our show we would love to have fan interactions and by fans we mean fans of the show not fans of us fans of the show we had dominic 
That's true. Dominic, we love Dominic. started an argument. What but be- I mean, and what we have better? Ren. We have Ren and Dominic, and we're getting interactions. Like we're famous. I we love have this. we have two whole people. We have double digits episodes, man. <laughs> I love this. Thank you so much for listening again. That will be all for this episode. Yeah, catch us next time for season one, episode eleven. I'll say the title again just because I love it so much. <laughs> it's a good one, guys. It really is. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Oops, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs>